0: Welcome to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs. Get ready for your 30-minute shot of non-stop discussion about the issues that matter most on the journey of following Jesus. Life 360 with Tim Jacobs takes you to the intersection of faith and life, gospel and culture,
1: and helps you make sense of it all. Now, here's your host, Tim Jacobs.
0: Good afternoon, Valley of the Sun, Tim Jacobs here. Welcome to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, your 30-minute walk with God, your spiritual Zumba class. And am I on? Am I on? I think I'm on. Am I not on? Do I need to be on? Am I on the wrong thing? Should I try something else? Should I go to the red mic? There's the red mic. Hey. Good afternoon, Valley of the Sun. Tim Jacobs here. Welcome to Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, your 30-minute wob with God, your spiritual Zumba class, trampoline aerobics for your soul, trampoline microphone aerobics today as we're trying to figure out which one works. And so if you had to choose the blue or the red, I should have chosen the red. It wasn't like in the movies. I chose the wrong mic, but... I'm here. And I hope you are there as well. It is so great to talk to you on the last and final show of the year. And I want to let you know a couple things. First of all, you can go to my website, timjacobslive.com, um, and you can get any of the previous podcasts of this show. You can also go to my Facebook page. It's just facebook.com forward slash pastor tim jacobs and you can stay in touch with me and timjacobslive.com like i said also you can email me at tim at compasschurchaz.com and the reason you can do that is because i am the pastor of compass church in the wild west valley goodyear arizona and i absolutely love that so if you're wondering who in the world is this guy uh that's who i am this is the last show of the year, that, and it's also the last show in our 30-minute format. I am so excited to tell you that starting next Tuesday, you are going to be with me for one hour, from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. It's so exciting to see how the show is growing, to see how people are getting excited about listening to it, and the support of the show is what is enabling me to move from a half an hour to an hour So, what does that mean for you? Well, it means that you can take a little more time on the freeway. You don't have to drive as fast. You can prolong dinner. You can be by your radio or your iPad or your iPhone or whatever you use to listen to me. By the way, you know, you can also go on the I, the, um, what is it called? The TuneIn Radio app. And you can also go to the 1280KXEG. Website And you can download their app as well. But listen, we have so much more to talk about than those kinds of things. We have so much more to talk about because, like I said, it's the last show in our 30-minute format, so there'll be more features, there'll be more fun stuff, more interviews, and the show is just taken off, and I'm excited about that. But there was an article... From the Telegraph, a British newspaper that I wanna talk about today. And really, it says something kind of surprising about our world. And it basically says that our world is in a better place than it's ever been. And if there was ever a time for you to be happy, for you to be grateful for the fact that you and I live in 2014, it is now. Do you agree with that? Or are you walking around and do you live your life with this pit in your gut of fear and trepidation and agony over all of the news that just comes at you rapid fire with all the push notifications and stuff that you see streaming on your page about all the things that are wrong with the world. Well, this guy, and we'll talk about him in just a second, he says, no, actually, you are very, very blessed to be living in the golden age of humanity. You agree? I want you to call me and tell me what you think, 602-368-3776. I would love to talk to you and at least just get your opinion, at least just say, hey, Tim. I listen, and I, I wanted to just call and say hi and say Happy New Year, 602-368-3776. But before we do that, I want to introduce to you a brand new, very serious segment here on Life 360 with Tim Jacobs, and I am going to call it And you are going to hear the first installment of our new segment, Heavy Theological Reflections. Uh, Is it heavy stuff, man? (laughs) Will it blow me away? Great Scott. I know this is heavy. Yes, it is heavy. Heavy Theological Reflections. Now listen, last Friday, because I am a pastor, I was called to sit at the bedside of a dying woman. Now, this doesn't really happen to me a lot. Our church is in a place where we have a lot of people who serve each other and pray for each other, and I'm not really the guy that goes around and visits everybody all the time. In fact, this woman, when their family first wanted me to when her family first wanted me to come and see her, she did not want to see me because. When, when I show up and you're really sick, it's kind of like the Grim Reaper. You know what I mean? Like, oh, great. The pastor's coming. There must be something really wrong with me. And it's an acknowledgement when you see my face that I may be one of the last faces on the planet that you see, which for some people is just not a good thing. So, so she knows that I'm coming to see her. And I sat at her bedside and I held her hand and we talked about eternity. And I just want to tell you, because I want to get real with you for a moment about the reality of heaven and hell. You see, what I had the opportunity to tell this woman about was the fact that very soon she could be passing from this life into the next. And I don't know, because no one has ever really um, had the experience, unless they're a little bit whacked, to be honest with you, to say, oh, I've been there and I've come back. I don't really buy a lot of that stuff. So everybody kind of experiences that sort of thing for the first time. And so as I was talking to her, I said, listen, I want you to really be sure that you have received the gift of grace of Jesus. Now, what do I mean by that? Basically, the idea that you have traded the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness that that the life of Jesus bore out for your life of sin, that you said, you know, I believe that God sent himself as a human being to live a perfect and righteous life and then trade that life for my life of sin. And if that's true, you get righteousness, you get holiness, you get purity. And now there's no reason, there's no legal, there's no moral, there's no judicial way that you can suffer the consequences of eternal separation from God because your punishment's already been paid for. And you know, these things, they just kind of fly over our heads, until we get to the point where this woman was and I held her hand and I was in her room and she was laying on the bed and she's not doing well. In fact, right now she's in hospice and she potentially only has hours left. But these kinds of things mean a lot to people who are in a situation like this. Now I want to talk to you about this because I told her this. I said, you know, cause she's afraid. She's afraid of dying. How do we face these kinds of things? And I said, you know, as a believer, I don't know, but I'd have to venture to guess that God is a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of love. And just as you don't know and you don't remember how you were born, like you don't remember coming out of your mother's womb, thank God for that. That would be awkward around, you know, the Christmas table. Hey, Mom, you know, remember that day? I, aren't you glad you don't? So that's. I think God in his mercy just kind of ushers you into this life, and all of a sudden just here you are. And I said, I I don't know, but I, I would venture to guess that in the same way God's ushered you into this life as a believer, he will usher you out where it will be an act of grace. It will be an act of peace and he will take care of all the details. All you have to do is be along for the ride and trust him that he did not create you to abandon you. Now, at the same token, I had to be honest with her and tell her, it's so important that you're a believer because, you see, not everybody who passes from this life will get the opportunity to be with God because not everybody really wants to be with God. See, there's a theology going around right now that people say, well... I, uh, everybody will go to heaven eventually, or whether it's purgatory or whether, you know, God just was kind of kidding about the whole hell thing, or we just didn't read that right and we don't understand it. And God is a merciful God who wouldn't send anybody to hell. But here's the challenge with this. And I remember when I was back in seminary, Dr. Alan Gomes from Talbot Theological Seminary blew my mind when we were talking about this, because he said as we were talking about someone who had retreated from the idea of there being a hell, he said, you know, the problem is that you have to ask yourself the question, if you don't want anything to do with God now, what makes you think you'd want something to do with God when you die? In other words, if you don't want to be around God, if you don't want to submit to him, if you don't want to live under his rule now, why would you all of a sudden change your mind when it comes to eternity? Heaven would be the last place you would want to go. You'd be kicking and screaming to get out. And yet we assume, we say, oh, don't worry, everybody goes to heaven. Well, I got a question. I got a thought. Maybe not everybody wants to go to heaven when you really define heaven for what the Bible says it is. It's a place that is completely consumed with the glory and presence and will of God. And not everybody wants that. And so now when we look at hell, we say, well, the problem is, well, you you know, I don't mind going to hell because there's, it's going to be a place where I can just do whatever I want. And there's going to be flowers and trees and pretty girls. The problem with that is that flowers and trees and pretty girls are all good things. And the scripture says that all good things come from God, but hell is a place devoid of the presence and influence of God. It's a place of total separation from God and his goodness, It's really, quite honestly, the place that the ACLU has always wanted, a place completely removed from any inkling of God. And so that's what you're left with. The problem is we can't pick and choose what we want that place to be. And so I think for some people, they would look at what heaven really is and say, you know, I don't really want to go. And so for me as a pastor, I always have to be clear especially with someone who is literally at the gates where they are going to pass from this life to the next. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure what you believe? But I want to tell you something, especially as we head into a new year, because you never know what life's going to, what's going to happen in this life. But I can tell you this, that if you have your faith firmly placed in Jesus Christ, there is no possible way that there can be any future for you except the one that's found in heaven. And I want to encourage you with that. But at the same time, you got to know that there is a place called hell, and there is a place reserved for those who say, you know, I just don't want that. The problem is you can't pick and choose what it's going to be. And that, my friends, is the first installment of heavy theological reflections.
1: Wow. Them some heavy words, Paul Blount. Hey, life is heavy.
0: Yeah. Life is heavy. My friends, 2015, it's right around the corner. So getting to the story of the day, I want to read to you from Fraser Nelson, who writes his view. And let me remind you of the phone number, by the way, if you want to call on this 602-368-3776. And he says this, he writes basically the fact that when we really look at the facts, that this time we are, we are leaving the year 2014, which, um, as he says here, 2014 has probably been the best year in history. Now, why does he say that? Listen to what he writes. He says, take war, for example. Our lives now are more peaceful than at any time known to the human species. Archaeologists believe that 15% of early mankind met a violent death, a ratio not even matched by the last two world wars. And he goes on and on and on, and, and he says... Um, continuing on, the ISIL barbarity in the Middle East is so shocking, perhaps, because it comes against a backdrop of unprecedented world peace. We have recently been celebrating a quarter century since the Canadian academic Steven Pinker has called this era the new peace, noting that conflicts of all kinds, genocide, autocracy, and even terrorism went on to decline sharply the world over. Now, here's the part that, that really got me. With peace comes trade and ergo prosperity. Global capitalism has transferred wealth faster than foreign aid ever could. Now, the reason I bring this up to you, my friends, is because I know that I'm speaking to a largely Christian audience. And can I be honest with you? Can I just be real with you? I think Christians love bad news. I think Christians thrive on the idea that we are straddling the edge of disaster, that we are on the precipice of the bottom dropping out of everything. I don't know why that is. I think some of it has to do with our eschatology, meaning our end times uh, philosophy, or our end times theology. I believe, I believe absolutely that Jesus is coming again and I believe that every word of the Bible is true, but there are people who, and I think many Christians who absolutely love the idea of thinking that the world is worse than it's ever been. And it's almost scandalous to say otherwise, to actually sit back and go, "Now nah, you know what? The world is actually pretty good. So let me ask you, what do you think? Are you excited about 2015? Because I want to make a very bold statement to you. I believe 2015 could be even better than 2014, and I think it could be the best year that we've ever had in history. Is it wrong to think that, or does it feel better to think that maybe we are sliding down the edge? GK Chesterton, because we get a lot of stuff from the media, and GK Chesterton, 100 years ago, just said, described journalism this way. This is great. He says, and remember, he's a British guy, journalism consists largely in saying, Lord James is dead, to people who never knew Lord James was alive. <laughs> Isn't that something? It's so true. So we get, we're like tied to media and media thrives on telling us you've got to stay tuned because if you don't, you are going to miss out and something terrible is going to happen. But I want to tell you something. When you do that, you are captive to the, a consistent scarcity and fear mentality that I believe holds many of us back. The question is, what would you really do? What would you attempt if you knew that this was the the best year that you could ever possibly have. And you know what? This is the best day that I could possibly have because we got a caller. All right. Can we, we got him? We got him on air? Hey, who am I talking to?
1: Hey, Jim, it's Christy Charles. Hey, Christy, how are you? I'm doing great. I just wanted to comment on that. First, I want to comment and let the listening audience know that I thank you for the prayer that you prayed with me yesterday.
0: absolutely
1: It's always nice to have someone that you can call and that you can pray with and i praise god for that but i do want to touch base on that question that you asked did um my concern is that we as christians are supposed to have the fruit of the spirit which is clearly love joy peace long suffering and if someone's watching me as a christian why would they want to be a christian If I'm angry all the time or think the world's coming to an end, which we don't know when the world's coming to an end. The Lord said, be ready at the time you think not. But you know as well as I do that people on my Facebook, when I make a post, they like drama, don't they?
0: Well, absolutely. And, and a lot of people do. And I, I think it's something that we're going to struggle with because we are told to watch out. We're told to look out for things. We're told that there is a spiritual battle. And there absolutely is. But I think the question that I want to continue to answer or ask is, what if this is the best year? Because here's what I don't want to do. I don't want to look back in five or 10 years, Christy. And I don't want to go, man, you know what? Back we, we don't realize how good we had it back in 2014. We don't realize how great we really we thought we had problems but man things got a lot worse because you can't predict it and wouldn't it be sad if we look back in, in in 2020 or 2021 and said you know what man we we were rolling things were great in 2014 and 15 you
1: know what i'm saying christy i understand fully i can say that since i come to Christ, that yes i may have had some bad days but i know that jesus gave me peace and and that's what it's all about, and I praise God for that. I pray for my family, and in my scripture on my radio show, it says, Proverbs 133, but whoever listens to me will be secure and without fear of evil. Are we standing on the Word of God? We don't know what's going on. we were supposed to pray for one another. And when I can call my brother and sister and say, you know, I've got a problem, let's pray about this. And I just think we're just not taking things and praying about it. I'm not, I don't want to look at all the worldly things that are going crazy in this mm-hmm. world, which it, it can be. But I, I clearly say that Jesus said in the book of Matthew, chapter 24, the love of many would grow cold. I'm seeing that even amongst the Christians within the church realm. It's it's sad to say, but I just wanted to encourage you, let you know, I thank you that you have mm-hmm. that show because I was laughing at you at the beginning. <laughs> and I haven't felt well today, but I was laughing at you. So thank Well, you. good caller comes in looking forward to hearing you next week
0: well thank you christy i appreciate the call thank you so much um that's christy charles she has a show on thursday and friday here on KXCG, and you got to check it out i appreciate her she's uh she's a wonderful gal she loves god and she's a great lady now and and speaking about what we were talking about here global life expectancy now stands at a new high of 71.5 years up six years since 1990 people are living an average of six years longer than they were 25 years ago now, at 24 years ago. Now, again, why did I bring this up? Because I have a deep conviction. And again, you can call me. See, that wasn't so hard. Christy called me. And the number is 602-368-3776. 602-368-3776. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says this. It says, To be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Now, when it says subdue, what that means is to bring it under control. It means to use the resources that we've been given for good, to build stuff, to make stuff, to dream about stuff. So here's my challenge for you. Go big in 2015 okay treat 2015 as though it may have may very well be the best year that you've ever had now I want to make a distinction because I know that there's a difference between the micro and the macro okay there's the macro and this article is about the macro things going on in the world in general are getting better but for many people the micro is very is very tough. I remember back in 2005 when the economy was doing really well and housing here in Phoenix was just going through the roof and my house was way up in value and everybody was happy. I was miserable in my life. Just asked my wife. She's like, "Man." And I you know every time I'd tell her I'd say, "Babe, I think I'll, can we go take a walk?" And she'd go, oh, no, here we go. He's going to complain about something again. I was just a very unhappy guy. I did not like where I lived. I didn't like what I was doing. I was just, I felt lost. I was just in a, I was in a rut. But the world was humming along. I know we had some issues going on overseas um, with the wars and everything else. But in America... Things seemed like they were doing pretty well. Then fast forward a few years, 2009 hit when the economy went the other way and a lot of people were suffering in a macro sense. I was one of the happiest guys in the world because my micro was going very well. Some things in my life had changed. So I'm not trying to to oversimplify. In fact, today, a a very good friend of mine, I just got a phone call. A very good friend of mine was diagnosed with a debilitating, life-threatening disease and it just happened today and he's immediately going into the hospital for treatment and we don't know how it's going to turn out. But I, I want us as Christians to be optimists, to believe that what you are doing and aiming for in life is going to work and it's going to get better. So in 2015, I want to encourage you to, tr- to build something, to risk something, to go for it. You know what I'm saying? Because there may never be such a time as this. There, I mean, I guess here's the question because we get so much negativity thrown at us and and it causes us to kind of retreat and and to be on the lookout and always be afraid. Here's the question. What if it all works out? What if this really is the golden age, humanly speaking? What if it is? You know, it reminds me of that line that Jack Nicholson said in As Good As It Gets. Remember when he's walking through the little um, office where all the people are in there for psychiatric treatment and he just says, what if this is as good as it gets? It may be. In fact, the article concludes this way. It says, he quotes a guy named John Buchan. He summed up this mood in his 1913 novel, The Powerhouse. And this is what he says, kind of a warning at the end. It says, you think that a wall as solid as the earth separates civilization from barbarism. As one of his characters says, I'm reading from what he said. I tell you, the division is a thread, a sheet of glass, a touch here, a push there, and you bring back the reign of Saturn. So it was to prove, as he says. And he goes on to say, nothing is irreversible. Of course, very few things would it take to to turn things around in a negative way. But guys, rather, men and women, rather than just simply always being afraid of the future and saying, oh, there's going to be a dark cloud among the world and things are getting worse and always looking for those who want to feed you those negative lines, say, what if it got better? What if it got better? What would you do? 602. 3683776. And I want to remind you that we are going to an hour starting next week. Because you see, I have had the 2014 for me, was awesome. If you'd have told me a year ago that I'd be on the radio sitting here talking to you, I'd have said, no way. How in the world is that going to happen? I'm t- I've got all this kinds of stuff going on, and there's no way in my life that that's going to work out. And you know what? God just made things happen, but you've got to stay optimistic. Wake up in the morning and say the sun's going to rise. My son and I, on Christmas morning, we we, we, we ran we jogged up together up, up in the trails behind my house, and we, we, we uh, ran out before the sun came up, and we, and we watched the sun rise on Christmas morning. I said, son, remember this. No matter how bad things get in your life, The sun always rises. It always rises. Never let yourself get grabbed in that despair of darkness. Guys, God is good. He's doing great things. I want to hear from you. Tim at compasschurchaz.com. Send me an email. Say, hey, I appreciate your show or just say you listen to it. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to go to timjacobslive.com and you can get a podcast of this show or any of the other shows that I have done here at 1280 KXEG. And don't forget to go to compasschurchaz.com. Check out our website and you will kind of see and learn more about me. Because I tell you guys, there are nothing but good days ahead as we continue to believe and have faith in what God's doing, both in a macro sense and in a micro sense. So are you encouraged? I'm encouraged. I really am. And I think that there's there are great days ahead. So remember, go Big. We'll be back next week because we've got oh man, we got all kinds of stuff going We got more guests, we got more, we got the apologetic smackdown coming up next week. Hey, listen, be bold, be brave, get out there, do something crazy for Jesus, and I'll see you next week. I'm Tim Jacobs. This has been Life360 with Tim Jacobs. You've been listening to Life360 with Tim Jacobs. Make sure you follow Tim on Facebook.com slash Pastor Tim Jacobs or on Twitter at Tim G Jacobs. Join us again next week at 4 p.m. as we cross the intersection of faith and life, gospel and culture, and get all we can out of the life God has given.